All right, hello, and welcome back to, to St. Pete's Pearls here again with lovely co-host April Stromberg. Hi. Hi. We had a lovely walk this morning. We did. It where, was very nice. Where did we go? To the grounds for coffee on 30th in Harrison. Good place, huh? Yeah. yeah great people. Oh, they just make the most wonderful London bogs. Is that? Oh, yeah, it is what you got. Yeah. I just got the regular coffee. I'm not a, I'm not afraid of the regular coffee. I'm not either, but I've just been on a major London fog kick lately, so it's what I've been getting everywhere. And they make a killer one. <clears throat> What's delicious? You got me one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got Oliver hooked on them too. I got a few people hooked on them lately. So on the London fogs. Yeah, I think it's just because it's still some caffeine because of the black tea or the Earl Grey tea, but um. Not that coffee kick, you know what I mean? So Not too much. Yeah. All things in moderation. Yeah. A little different flavor. But while we were there, it was funny. Um, they've, they're have they redoing, during the COVID-19 mm-hmm. uh, outbreak, it seems that they're one of the businesses who have taken the opportunity to remodel a little bit. They had freshly painted walls in there they did it looked really nice it looks like it's coming along wonderfully Mm -hmm. they've cleared off their bulletin board and one of the new pieces or items on their new bulletin board was a a flyer from heel utah right yep and funny because i was actually wearing my heel utah (laughs) t-shirt you are i mean that's not a surprise i wear Five days a week, I think. <laughs> I have two of them, so I don't wear the same shirt. I'm not that gross. I do wash them. <laughs> but it was funny. When I per- put on my first green Ogden Green Drinks event, mm-hmm. the little networking environmental, you weren't part of that no. there yet. I don't think you attended. but No, I didn't know about that one. Not yet. And it's sad that we don't get to host those right now because of the outbreak, but it's not safe to, so we don't. Anyways, one of the first events we actually had, uh, Noah, from at the time he was a poli- or outreach director. Now he's an advocate, a policy advocate for uh, Heal Utah. What is Heal Utah? You tell me. We were reading the sign together. Well, what does Heal stand for? It's Healthy Environment Alliance of Utah. Heal Utah. Utah. All right. I had some questions because you do wear that shirt a lot. And then we saw that and we were just talking about today is sustainability day. It's Friday. Yeah. So I was asking questions about what sustainability actually is. Well, it's about being able to do work and function as we function today and continue that into the future, right? So if you think about where we're at today, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, if everybody lived, if everybody in the world lived to the standards of a, a regular American, even uh, a lower income American, right? If everybody on the planet currently lived like that, we wouldn't have much of a planet left. Or your kids wouldn't. Right. Right. Okay. If everybody back in medieval times had a castle, would we be in these times now, right? Right. I don't know. We spend all L- a our lot less people on something unnecessary. There were a lot less people back then with exponential yeah. growth and people and all that. We have to find ways to be more efficient in the way we function 
yeah. on this planet and in our communities, in our homes even. It comes down to the to personal level. Yes. And however one wants to get engaged with that. But the point of sustainability is finding a way to operate and get through every day, but in an efficient way that, you know, if we think about our kids, our grandkids and beyond that, would actually leave a healthy and comfortable planet for them. Okay. Is the idea about sustainability, and it is why I really advocate for organizations such as Heal Utah. Now, I've, and I do that because I've just met some of the people who do work with that organization. Like I said, Noah, my friend Laura, one of her jobs before she went out and did her own thing with the Good Grief Network, she was actually an outreach coordinator, or I think she was in charge of all that oh. over at Heal for some time. And okay. then she got inspired to do her own work and always encourage people to follow that path if yeah. it, you know, if it's fitting. And uh, if you have the gusto, and Laura did, and it was inspiring, right? Yes. It actually, like I told you earlier, like that move of hers and made it more comfortable for me to leave my comfortable career position up at the uh with the government there so um so thank you Laura for that and thank you for and thank you Noah for all of your continued uh, push and progress that you make with heal all right all right just got you buzzed by Noah. Getting some information from Just Noah right now. Huh? As we're talking, <laughs> as we're talking, I'm gonna Noah's, have to check that email. Noah wants to come on the program. He said he's gonna call in sometime, maybe next week. Oh, that would be really yeah. cool. He could give you all the lowdown of what's going on these days with yeah. the heel. Then. And actually, the Ogden City Sustainability Committee, which they do have one, if you didn't know that, Ogden City actually has a sustainability committee. They put that together last year. Okay. Uh, yeah, it got me on the committee. All right. A few people in the area pulled for me, and I, I can't be more thankful for that. And one of the line they're trying to actually forge kind of a relationship with Heal. No, oh, and you already have a contact with it, so... Well, Noah, right? Yeah. So, so we're yes. trying to do this work. We're trying to get heal recognized up here in Ogden. So, since you are my siren of sustenance here, would you ed would could you educate me a little bit on the history, or educate us a little bit on the history of Heal Utah? Okay. In the early 1990s, the United States Army proposed to destroy old and leaking bombs landmines and missiles filled with a deadly nerve agent in utah where 45 percent of the entire u.s stockpile of chemical weapons was located the army wanted to incinerate this deadly material at the tooele army depot near the towns of tooele and grantsville utah initially utah residents were hardly even questioning the effects that this incineration might have on the workers and people living downwind of the army depot but a few brave residents of Grantsville started to attend hearings, ask tough questions, and encourage others to get involved. These citizens created a grassroots organization called Families Against Incinerator Risk, also known as FAIR. FAIR worked with whistleblowers from inside the depot to take the Army and its contractor to court, get the weapons destruction site moved further away from the population and upgrade the safety requirements and processes. But FAIR didn't stop there. 
Shortly after forming, they also took on some of the worst polluters in Utah by campaigning against both MAGCOR and the Davis County Garbage Incinerator, who were releasing dioxin, a pollutant that held that had led to the emergency evacuation and eventual permanent abandonment of the town of Times Beach, Missouri in 1983. Recognizing the numerous ongoing threats to public health and the environment, these organizers saw the important role they could fill and applied to become an official nonprofit, gaining 501 status in 1999. While taking on these polluters, Fair realized that Utah's Great Salt Lake Desert was increasingly being targeted by commercial interests both within and outside the state as a site for the disposal of the nation's radioactive waste. Despite the fact that Utah had never benefited from nuclear power, to protect Utahns from these predatory corporations, Fair expanded its scope and in, in, sorry, in 2001 became the Healthy Environment Alliance of Utah, also known as HEAL. Since then, HEAL Utah has identified other major environmental threats to the health and safety to Utah's citizen and its environment. Accordingly, HEAL expanded its mission throughout the 2000s and 2010s to include clean air, renewable energy, and climate change. Today, HEAL works with grassroots advocates, community groups throughout Utah, and state and local policymakers to prevent the contamination of Utah's natural world that puts our health at risk and to create a cleaner and healthier future for generations to come. What did you think about that? Well, it's new information. I, I knew that there was, all, there was some radioactive um, chemicals in Utah, it's been talked about for years out there, but I didn't know much about it, actually. So this was good information for me. Informative? Yeah. Does it get your interests up about heel at all? It a- yeah, absolutely does. Wasn't uh, always heel. It started out as, what did you say it the was? The Fair, Families Against Incinerator Risk. Oh. And Nobody now, wants dioxins in the air. Nobody deadly materials that they're sitting there talking about. Yeah, why would anybody want that in the air? So why this was even a thing in the early 1990s is, you know, that's not that far away. That's a little scary, actually. What, that this happened in the 1990s? Yeah. Yeah, in our lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I didn't live here then. No, me neither. But. That wasn't that long ago. But these operations happen all that. I mean, industrial, yeah. commercial interests and military, whatever it is, needs to happen. It's how we function on this planet. But does it need to happen in the way it does? Right. Is the big question a lot of environmentalists ask. And there's no one good answer going forward. It's a lot of little individual steps that we need to take. And this is what I think he'll is doing, right? An organization like Heal, and they're not the only one, Sierra Club, uh, even local business or local organizations, we were based, and we're going to touch on that next, I think. Finish up with Heal right here. So go check out their site, healutah.org. They have bill trackers. You can see what kind of bills are being proposed, and they'll show you what they advocate for. Uh, one thing that's really on a lot of Utahns, a lot of Utahns' minds is the air quality. Yeah. We live in, you know, a geographic area which creates a kind of natural bowl. And we all, the winter inversions, we're scared of. We understand that our air quality gets worse. And 
Heal has been on the forefront of clean air uh, movements from the get-go. And there are, like I said, there are many more organizations that do advocate and lobby for our better well-being yes. a, as citizens and, you know, living living here in that air shed. They do work in the energy and climate sector and, of course, where they got started, kind of the radioactive waste. So get on there, check out org. Another way to get involved is through signing up through their action alerts. So on their page, go to the Get Involved tab, click on Action Alerts, and we'll cover that right here. It said, what's going on? While COVID-19 is rightfully pausing all federal legislation beyond relief packages, the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, is pushing forward with egregious rollbacks that threaten public health. Since 2016, the EPA has fully repealed or is in the process of rolling back 95 environmental regulations. So in the last month alone, in in this last month alone, the EPA has announced their final rollback to the clean cars rule, which will freeze fuel standards, lead to the loss of 60,000 to 200,000 U.S. jobs, and see a 10% increase in emissions. They pushed forward their proposed secret science rule, which would discount scientific studies by the nation's leading researchers that overwhelmingly are crying out for stronger pollution and energy standards. We're just going to ignore the scientists when it comes to science. Okay, sounds, sounds right. No. No? Doesn't, does it? Doesn't sit with me well. They refuse to tighten industrial soot emissions regulations, which lead to pollutants like PM 2.5, which is a big concern, especially on those inversion days when we're trapping everything in here. That stuff's not blowing away. And if anybody's listening to this outside of Utah, um, this stuff sticks around in the air. We we have a big cap on this this globe of ours, and everything stays within our atmosphere. Yeah. And trapping in the other greenhouse gases. They took the next step to finalize a rollback on the mercury and air toxic standards. That's MATS. That would weaken this rule's ability to safeguard and protect communities across the country from dangerous mercury and toxic pollution from power plants. So, they say, why should I care? Why should you care? Heal feels like you should care because every single rollback of the current administration will harm public health, the economy, and the environment in a real, tangible way. The EPA moving forward with these rollbacks during a global public health crisis isn't just wrong, it's downright inhumane. And also, the EPA and our lawmakers should put people over the profits of polluters who will benefit from all of these rollbacks. Now, it's funny because you said earlier when we were kind of looking over this, we were like, oh, rollbacks, like in Walmart, like rollbacks are a good thing, right? I was trying to understand the context and, you know, this is not my area of expertise like it is yours. So reading through all of this, I was trying to make sense. And yes, the rollbacks caught me off guard 
because usually it's a good thing. And I don't know if this is my area of expertise. Like I said, there are experts more like Noah and the policy analysts over there at Heal Utah would be more considered the experts. But when we're looking at rollbacks, like you said, it seems like a good thing because Walmart tells me rollbacks is a good thing. (laughs) Well, maybe for your wallet, your purse, but even in, in Walmart, rollbacks can't I don't know. I don't see a very great thing of that because if a pair of shoes cost you a dollar and eighty-eight cents, what did they pay whoever they had to pay that made the shoe? Right? We understand these things are made overseas and the standards over in other countries aren't to our worker standards, right? So what's happening in that realm? We see our own standards here in America being degraded. Right. We're allowing uh, the EPA itself is allowing big companies to pollute our water systems, our soils. So we need to kind of pay attention and understand that rollbacks isn't always a good thing to do. I have learned that today. (laughs) Yeah. So so if you feel like you learned something new today and you want to find out what you can do, like I said, get on healutah.org and get onto the action page and just fill out kind of little content form, stay engaged with them. Like I said, there are healers trying to make more of a presence here in Ogden to help come try to educate the uh, residents here and show them ways that they can get involved and they can maybe make an impact on some of these changes going forward, create a more sustainable Ogden. (laughs) No, um, definitely we want to, we want to get Ogden excited about Heal coming up here. We do. I hope to see them out at the farmer's market. Yeah. What are those tables called? That's. I learned this the other day, too. What? Oh, there's what? a name for those tables that has all the pamphlets and information on it. That's just the activity of tabling. Tabling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Or that's yeah, what that's it's called. Well, no, then that's one of the more beneficial volunteer efforts that you can do out there. That's how actually, that's how I got engaged with Heal Utah. Oh. We invited them up to Ogden at a farmer's market one time or Laura and it, they got themselves into farmer's market up here and, but all of their volunteers were down in Salt Lake. Laura oh. came up here and I sat with her out there at the farmer's market and we passed out flyers, got people to sign up. Okay. Um, there's a Citizens Climate Lobby, Heal Utah, a lot of organizations looking for help, looking for people to just sit out under a tent and talk about things that they care about. Yeah. So if you care about the health of your environment and wondering what you can do, you can get involved by helping out an organization such as Heal Utah. All right. Well, and, and if you feel like getting into the policy work or sitting outside having fun in the sun isn't your thing, then... Maybe you would like to attend a course on gardening, local scaping, whipping your home into shape. If you don't know how to do that, there are gardening classes. More importantly, there are free gardening classes here. We like hearing that. Free is always good. Yep. Especially when it comes to something educational. Yeah. Uh, some people say stuff like that is priceless. And education. Uh, learning a new skill. I don't know. 
Maybe. It'd be invaluable if you knew how to grow your own food, though. Oh, wow. Yep. I don't know how to grow my own food, so... And you're I always hungry. <laughs> always. You would be very self-sufficient if you grow your own food, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't know how to grow your own food, you can attend one of Weber Basin's... Weber Basin Water Conservancy District. They hold the online classes. Right now they're online, you know? covid but still a great way to learn and they're online at two o'clock in the afternoon um uh, we oh, i think we're gonna miss today's which is a a raised bed gardening class which actually would benefit have benefited you with your you got your boxes out in the back ready to go they're not ready to go we're getting them ready to go well you're getting yes but we'll get those ready to go and it would be it would be beneficial uh, i'll be busy editing this thing at that time and i'm sorry for you guys out there you missed today's class today was may 8th it was going to be a raised bed gardening class ah shucks but you don't have to miss what looks like next week's class and that's on local scapes local scape university which that one does sound cool we'll have to check it out may 20th they have a online irrigation basics course uh, the 27th, they'll have a course on succulents. And that will be it for May. On 3 June, they're going to have a weed identification and control class. So that'll start your June off just in case I'm making the episode that day. And we don't, <laughs> we don't get, get it out it. in any yeah. time. But that one actually looks like it's in person. Do you know what? There's Oops. a physical date. So oh, and so And that's because come June, maybe all these... Uh Bands will have been lifted and they can actually do in-person stuff, which a lot of that stuff hands-on, I would like. I don't want to take an online gardening class. I need to get my fingers in that dirt if I'm going to learn how to do any of this. You do, but these online courses throughout May is a good primer. Yep. Oh, yep, that's true. Right. Get you, an get you idea. excited and Get you ideas. excited. And then so when you get out there to actually get your hands-on. Yeah. Especially that local scapes university to where you're learning about what the plants are that thrive here locally yes. that's what i would be interested in because i want my planting and my gardening if i ever do it to be a little easier not having to check the ph balance of the soil and all that just to grow some blueberries well what if you found out in that class blueberries don't grow out here yeah i'd be bummed yeah well, I don't, you know, they, I'm sure they do. I know they do grow out here, but do they belong out here? Right. And that's what you would learn at a local scapes class, yep. I would assume. So I would assume, too. But you don't want to assume you want to attend the course that's Local Scapes University, May 13th, 2 p.m. That's online. I think they're going to follow up that. Oh, it looks like you'll get your hands on June 6th. Oh. June 6th, they'll do an introduction to local scapes. Stay up to date with us or... Yeah. Or go to the website. Yeah, and that's WeberBasin.com is their website. All right. All right. Well, to end our day before we let you go, we're not going to let you off the hook that easy. We need you to do one more thing for us. Reach out, email, or call the governor's office and tell them that you support Sophie Hayes for the public, the public Service Commission position. 
Governor Herbert, and this is from the Sierra Club. The Sierra Club is putting this ask out here, uh, and here's what's happening. Governor Herbert is looking to fill a vacant seat on the Utah Public Service Commission, the body that regulates utilities like Rocky Mountain Power and sets Utah's energy goals. Governor Herbert's decision will impact Utah's energy policy for years to come. He's conducting interviews for this open PSC seat right now, this Public Service Commission seat right now. So the Sierra Club endorses Sophie Hayes, who needs your support to get in there. Sophie is an energy expert and staff attorney at Western Resource Advocates. She understands the West's complex energy landscape and the importance of justly transitioning to clean energy to save our climate and our environment. Importantly, Sophie would bring fresh perspective and represent the interests of all Utah, not just the profit-making utilities. So a couple ways that you could help is email out to Governor Herbert. You'd have to get on utah.gov, I'm sure, to find that email, or get involved with the Sierra Club. I'm sure they have a link to contact your representative. Um, and actually, Heal Utah will probably have a similar resource on their site. So while you're checking them out, you can also call 844-325-4674. That'll connect you to the governor's office where you can tell them that you support Sophie Hayes for Public Service Commission. Now, if you don't get somebody to answer, just leave a message. You did your part there. Leave it. It's up to them to put Sophie in. Or you could post and tag Governor Herbert on social media with at GOV Gary Herbert on either, and that's on Facebook, and then his Twitter handle, I guess, or whatever you would call this, is at GOV Herbert. So on Facebook, it's GOV Gary Herbert. On Twitter, it's GOV Herbert. Some talking points that you can leave, if you're leaving a message or... If you're talking to somebody live, you're lucky enough to get through. I'm very, I'm not usually lucky enough to get through. But you can thank Governor Herbert for nominating three qualified candidates for the important role of public service commissioner. The decisions of this commission will impact almost every aspect of my life, from the heat in my home to keeping the lights on, to our community's increasingly important access to the Internet. One nominee stands out above the rest, the best choice to represent Utah in this rapidly changing energy landscape, Sophie Hayes. Miss Hayes has extensive knowledge of the energy regulatory issues and would be a tremendous asset as the Public Service Commissioner. She also represents diversity and new perspectives that have been missing from the Public Service Commission. Miss Hayes is the right choice for Utah's future. She brings a history of dedicated public service, fresh perspectives, and diversity of thought to the commission. The energy landscape is shifting rapidly, and it's time we make a choice that understands where Utah is headed, not where we've been. There you go. So you heard it from Sierra Club. You heard it from Heal. Weber Basin is doing its thing. It's time for us all to get out there and do ours. Take our part. All right. I got the dogs excited. Time to take them for a walk. Until next time. See you Monday. Bye.